Hello and welcome to the Australians Teach English podcast, a podcast by language learners with language learners for language learners. My name is Glenn and I'm the owner and the director of the Australians Teach English Institute. And there's no point beating around the bush today. We might as well get we might as well get stuck into it. My friend Oriana is joining us today. Hello, Oriana. How are you? Hi, how are you, Glenn? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well, thank you. We're getting we're getting down to it today. We're getting we're getting straight down to it. So today we are looking at the ing forms of words, adding adding ing to different words, and the gerunds. So this is this is often a difficult this is often a difficult theme for some of our students. But Ariana, you were telling me that this isn't a difficult thing for you. Why not? Um, for me, it wasn't a difficult thing when I learned it, but I don't remember why. Especially, I just learned it that way. I don't, I don't know. I will. Uh, I think that I will make some mistakes sometimes, but it, it's not like something that worries me. Yeah, I had problems with past tense, with uh, passive voice. Pay, Passive, passive voice. Passive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> passive yeah, well, voice. I'm, te I'm teaching you the correct English. I'm teaching you the Australian English. Maybe in American <laughs> English we might say passive voice, but certainly I don't, in Australian I don't know, English would be passive. Somewhere voice. I heard passive, passive voice. Probably, <laughs> probably from a shanky, definitely. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we can ask someone. Um, but I don't. I don't really know uh, if I had a problem. Yeah, I know uh, some of my students had a problem with uh, this ing form. Uh, because here in Spanish, you don't say eh, me gusta caminando or me gusta estar caminando. Probably yeah. it's not like very used. Uh, you say me gusta caminar yes. with the verb in infinitive. So uh, it's like other language logic. Yes. Let's say. So so often often we, we find that that people people that are learning English have problems with the ing form when when there is when they use the the a, a similar ing form in, in in a different way for example in spanish learners will use the infinitive so it would be more similar to for example i like to walk not yeah. i like i like walking and and the same is true in reverse uh, when you're an elementary student in another language for for example learning spanish it would be it would be common to make the mistake in reverse so you, you would you would use the 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 continuous form the ing form in in the wrong way but in in reverse but it is quite a common mistake in in particular things for for example when you're when we're talking about art if we have someone that is interested in art they might they might say things like i i did a draw i did a draws today instead of I did a drawing. Yeah. And this is, this is because in some forms, the ing changes the verb to a noun. And perhaps the, the two most common, the two most common ways that we see this mistake are with, are with drawing and painting. So when you go to an art museum, what do you see in an art museum? Paintings. You see paintings. Yeah. You don't, but you don't see paints. Do you? Yeah, it's true. Uh, because we associate that paint is like the noun. We don't uh, use it like a noun, noun and like a verb. It's like hard to 
dissociate, let, let's say. That, but this, but this is the confusing thing, though. So, so when when yeah. someone has been taught in a, maybe you didn't get taught in such a in such a grammar heavy way. So often, what happens is that people are taught the ing as in terms of the present continuous and the past continuous. And so then, when they're confronted with something like painting or drawing, they immediately think that it's actually a, a verb form. It's a continuous form and not necessarily a noun. But there is a way, there is a way that we, we can teach this to, to disassociate this. So you can think about at home and our listeners can think about, well, what is it that they like? And what is it that, that they like to do? Because there is a slightly different meaning here when we say something like, I like cycling compared to, I like to cycle. Yeah. For for you, would there be would there be a difference when you hear this? Um, like, I you like like in the first one you like like the activity, and in the second one, like you refer you like doing something. Good. So when we use it in English in in the infinitive, it's actually that we like to do it. So I like to cycle would be I physically like to get on my bike and ride. Whereas if if you said I like cycling. We're not really sure if you like watching the cycling on the TV or if you like physically getting on your bike and riding. Yeah. Or it could be both. Yeah, probably you just want to have, you just collect bikes and you say, well, I like cycling. <laughs> I like bicycles. <laughs> yeah. So, so it really, it really depends on, on how accurate you want, you want to be. But we, we both have a, have a good example here. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush with, with this one. The, the audience knows that we like dancing and we like to dance. So we, we like dancing. We can go and watch a show with dance and be very happy. Yeah. That's dancing. We can watch some dancing. But we also like to dance. We are, we are not dancing at the moment. Well, I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, sp I'm, spinning, I'm spinning around as we're, as we're talking. So then I could say, well, I am dancing, but that is an unusual an unusual way to, to say that. We wouldn't say I am dancing while we are speaking usually. So we would say, I like to dance if you like to do that thing, or I like dancing if you like dance in general. And so we do like dancing. I dance flamenco and, and tango. And what, what do you dance, Ariana? I dance ballet and folklore. How do you, would you say Folk, that? Like folkloric dance. Yeah. Excellent. Folkloric. Yeah. So you like to dance ballet and folk Argentine folkloric dance. Yes. Yes. But we both like dancing. So we can, we can use this as a little a little bit of an exercise for the for the people for the people at home i i think that dancing and learning a language have a lot in common what what do you think ariana um i'm not sure what are you trying to tell me i'm i'm trying to get you to think 
Why? Oh, that's my difficult. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Think, thinking is thinking is difficult for all of us, Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> I think like um, it happens to me when you learn to dance like one style of dancing, like the other types result you like easily. They just like uh, blow up. No, it's not blow up. What I'm trying to say, just become, become easier. Become easier, just surgen, salen. They, yeah, yeah, they 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 become easier. They become easier. I, I the, like I like I like that happen. expression. We use that actually a lot when when we're learning a, a different a different sort of figure in in dancing. We will say see si, misale or no misale. <laughs> it's not really a direct. It's not really a direct translation. It comes out. It doesn't come out. It comes out. out. No, there's no. <laughs> it, no. It worked. It doesn't work. I'm. I'm getting it. I'm not getting it. That would kind of be how we would, how would we we would translate that. Um, but it's true. But it it is definitely true. true. I I I find that um, by learning one dance, it definitely definitely helps. It helps our other dancers. For example. In, in flamenco, there is a lot of work on our on our balance. So then, for example, when I it would definitely help with all of all of my dances, um, but especially with with tango, which is all about subtle subtle weight shifts from from the leader. So it helps me actually a lot with that. Are there any other are there any other ways that you can think that dance is similar to learning learning a language? Uh no, I don't really know, Glenn. <laughs> or even. What, what about your memory? What about our memory when we're dancing? Uh, yeah, well, it's supposed to be increased, but I just, I'm like not the proof of it, let's say. What do you mean we're not the proof of it? I'm a very, I'm very, I'm a very distracted person, let's say. <laughs> so am I. I I forget things all the time. In fact, I was uh, going to get some sleep, and I, I and I just texted. I just <laughs> wait, saw wait, your wait. name on WhatsApp, and I said, "Well, I had to record." Well, we have to record this episode. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but I think uh, that's that's a part of getting older, Ariana. I think. But I'm twenty. <laughs> yeah, you're getting old. You're really old now, Ariana. Oh, I'm getting old. Just just like well, just like my students tell me, "Wow, Glenn, you're really old." Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but but and it, then you increase the price, I guess. Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, you should. Maybe I maybe I should. No, I can't increase <laughs> those prices. Um, but um, <laughs> but I but there there is a basic there is a basic memory function in 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 dance. Actually, actually, a lot a lot of the benefits that you get in terms of your brain health with learning a language are, are seen. With, with dancers as well. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I remember sewing. Sewing? Okay. <laughs> I remember there's seeing. An yeah, there's an ING <laughs> form for you. Sewing. Mrs. Mrs. I don't have any trouble with the ING form. There you go. Yeah, it's, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing a, a video of a, like a, a hundred year old woman that was like the first dancer of I don't know which ballet and you she had uh, Alzheimer mm -hmm. but if you put to her the music of the the Swan Lake 
she moves her arms as if she was dancing and she can remember the whole choreography. Wow. That was amazing. And yeah. she was in, in a silla de ruedas. Like yeah, in a, a wheelchair. Wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. And she was trying to dance. And it was absolutely beautiful. Wow. Yeah, so so actually learning a language and dancing are actually the two the two best things that you can do for your brain health, and probably yeah. pl playing a musical instrument are perhaps the next. They have yeah. they have similar they have similar pathways. Why why do you think that might be Ariana? I don't know. I think that they are uh, like learnings that they are so deep in your brain. You have like so uh, interiorized. Let's say that it just comes out. They just come out. Yeah, I mean that, that is definitely one thing. It makes it makes your brain work harder. But one of one of the theories with this, it it's actual connection of of your of your thoughts, your internal processes in your brain with the external expression of this. So in, in language we have speaking and we have writing. And in dance, we obviously have moving our moving our body so we're we're interpreting the music we're trying to remember the different the different figures in in the dance and actually trying to physically then rep represent them i would have said that they are two parts of the of dancing the first one is well moving your body and remembering the figures and the other one is going with music uh, I don't know about that because because for, for me, at least in, in flamenco, the biggest challenge for me was actually interpreting the music. F for me, that actually comes before putting putting the passes because I can learn the figures, I can learn the steps. But then if I don't actually have the music in my brain and I'm not actually interpreting the music and I don't know what is happening next, then I get out of time and I got out of time quite easily until recently with some of the different with some of the different dance it can be uh, one of the difference between well flamenco and ballet with ballet you have like standard uh, passes how they would how yeah standard the figures the standard figures and you can adapt them to any kind of rhythm of the music let's say so they can put you well listen to this well do i don't know uh, whatever and then you have to start doing at that rhythm and then you can do it slower or faster or with, I don't know. It's, I think that's uh, a difference. It can be. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about that because, because flamenco is, is, is similar. So, so we have like the, the classic um, flamenco dances, which is in a, which is in a beat of three, one, two, and three, one, two, and three, one, two, and three. Then we have things like tangos, fl flamenco tangos, which are in beats of four. And we also have rumba, which is in beats of four as well. But then we have things like alegrias, bulerias, which are in beats of 12. And all of these have different, different tempos as well. So tangos are in a beat of four, but they're actually quite fast. Bulerias in a beat of 12, but they can be quite fast as well. Alegrias are a little bit, generally a little bit, slower and a bit more flowing so it's not not necessarily true some of the figures are very similar like ballet figures are are similar but so are, so are flamenco figures but you put them in different times i don't think that's necessarily different 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I will say that there are two parts. I will keep on. <laughs> you, will, you, will, you will argue that. You will argue no. that to death. <laughs> what, 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 about, what about the actual learning process? Like the, the mental process of, of say, I'm going to practice, I'm going to practice ballet, I'm going to practice flamenco compared to I'm going to learn a language. What, what do you think about the mental process of this? Um, I think it's kind of similar, in fact. Now that I've been thinking like more, um, when you learn uh, any dancing, you have uh, to be consciousness about your body. You move your body when in your everyday life, but when you start dancing, you need to know what to move, when, what muscles, how. Um, there are like a lot of things. I think with languages, it happens something like very similar. You speak, you speak in your everyday life and you don't know how, but you do it. Mm-hmm. When you start learning a language, you need to know how to do it, when to do it, you need to start some rules, some grammar that you have it in like, your mind, but you don't know them. So you have to be consciousness about conscious or conscious. conscious. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, conscious about what are you saying, what are you thinking like, uh, what are you trying to say, and some of these of these rules. I think that that's a, a point like in common if you want to. Perfect. We can finish the episode. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no more, no more beating or no more beating around the bush. No, but I, but I agree. That that's what that's what I was trying to extract, extract from. Oh well, we are like connected. Yeah, so yeah. I just wanted, I just wanted to see if I could walk you, if I could walk you there, if I didn't. <laughs> but but I I I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Learning learning to dance is a lot like learning a language. When when you first start you you don't know how to create these sounds you don't know how to how to to do these different figures and and maybe sometimes you have someone that shows you maybe you you kind of don't um but little by little you kind of understand the passes you understand how your body moves you sort of understand how your body is meant to move and you are become conscious of what it is that you are doing yeah, it's. I I think it is, it is it is very very similar like that. I and and the consciousness of the body is something that I've noticed by by teaching, by teaching, <laughs> luckily by teaching some of my flamenco teachers so I can get some revenge on them. <laughs> 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 so I so I find them very very willing, very receptive to learning, and they like to us they like to play with the language. But but if I correct their pronunciation, they're much more. I find that dancers have a much better ability of correcting their own pronunciation than than other students, because they have a much aware, better awareness of of what their lips are doing, what their teeth are doing, what their tongue is doing, what the back of their throat is doing. Yeah, and I find this fascinating. How I can I totally agree. I totally agree. How I my one of my flamenco teachers, Janina, like I can give her, she's a fantastic flamenco dancer, probably the, the best female flamenco dancer here in, in Buenos Aires, and I know she listens to the show, so hello. I can I can teach her, I can tell her, no, to make that sound just a little bit better, just just feel your throat and make your throat vibrate a little more. 
and she will just sort of play around. Ah, oh, and then she will say it, and she's like, ah. Oh. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you've got it. Whereas, whereas some of my other students might not ever, might not ever be able to actually do that. I find that quite impressive. Yeah, it's very difficult. I am.、Um, I don't know why, <laughs> but it happens a lot.、Uh, in fact, I don't know. A lot of people of my one of my、uh, stepmother's friend told me like. She was very impressed about how I pronounce, and I don't pronounce like a hundred percent correct. I keep on being passive. <laughs> <laughs> But, But that's because you keep listening to the wrong English from the United States. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Wow, I was an English teacher."、Uh, she teach English for I don't know ten years, and she said, "Like, wow, none of my students could have never pronounce like that." And she was like very impressed, and I was、yes. like, "Well." From, Thanks. From, I don't know. I'm from, just from, like, from six、normal. months ago. You, you, people will probably notice every, every every episode your pronunciation gets a little bit better. Yeah, I was listening to the first episode that we made. I was terrible. Can't delay that. I think. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that at all. I would say you're very nervous, but it but it is true that your pronunciation is improving a lot, and I I think there is there is something in this. That dancers do make very good, very good students of language, especially with pronunciation, because they're much more aware of what is happening with their bodies. Yeah, it's true. I totally agree with that. I, I was thinking about this the other day when I when I had the lesson with with Shanina actually with my with what was a a, a, a we would call it a, a technical lesson for flamenco, and she was telling me. She was just saying to make a cleaner noise with your with your tacones, with my heels, with my, just move your weight just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit backwards. And I was thinking, thinking, thinking. And then I and then I did it, and the sound was fantastic. And I thought, but I barely like. I if you if I saw myself a picture of myself, I wouldn't be able to see that I had actually. Moved, but the sound was different. Yeah, and this is exactly the same with with our pronunciation. We're making what we would call im- imperceptible changes that make huge res- huge differences to the to the results at the end. And so, pronunciation, learning a language, is a little bit like this: just being conscious of of what it is that we're actually doing at that time. There, there is another. There is another thing. At various times, I'm not. Sure, I'm sure it's the same with everyone out there. Learning a learning a language and learning a dance or learning something new can be very, very frustrating. And at some points, you go, "I'm not going to do this again. I'm, I'm not coming back to a, a flamenco, flamenco class. I'm giving up learning Spanish. I'm giving up learning, learning English. Spit the dummy." Crack the sads! All the all the toys are going out of the cot, and、um, and and then you realise actually, okay, settle settle down a little bit. It's not it's not that bad. Have you ever had?、Yeah. Have you ever had moments? Have you ever had moments like that?、Uh, all the time. I my <laughs> life is a big frustration. Let's say, <laughs> but I I try to do my best. Let's、yeah. say I, I try to not get frustrated、uh, because I get frustrated like really, really fast if something doesn't 
yeah, it's doesn't. No te sale. Something doesn't come out. It doesn't not to it, sell it, at the end. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't work out well. Yeah. Doesn't work out. I just say, well, whatever. I'm not going to do it. Or I have like the opposite thought. I'm going to do it, and I will be the best. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, that's the way I function. I don't function other way. I'm. Or I. Not going to do it. I will be the best, and then well, that's kind of childish, but uh, it's something like that. Yes, I, I, I was going to get to that point, and I think this has happened to me with with different different periods of my language learning, and also with my dance. I get to a point. Okay, so at at some points, I was only dancing, you know, once or twice a week with 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 a rhythm, or I was only learning, you know, five studying five or ten minutes a day. And then you get frustrated because you're not making any progress or or whatever. And then you sit back and you think, well, okay, so you have you have two choices here. Either you can keep going what, how you are going and understand that you're probably not going to make the the progress that you want, or you can actually try a little bit harder, commit a little bit more time, and see what actually happens. And in, in all of these stages, for, for me, it's worked out really well. And, and for me, committing more time and actually consciously making that decision, okay, I'm going to study a little bit harder. I'm going to dance a little bit more. Um, I've, I've got to, to a position where, okay, yeah, now I feel like I'm, I'm doing okay. Are you, are you in a similar, are you a similar personality that does that? Yeah, I think that I go, uh, how do you say, for all or nothing, at all or nada. <laughs> all or nothing, yeah, all, all or nothing. nothing. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, I think I have like that kind of personality, but I don't really know. I'm, I just try it a little bit harder, but uh, it's like, I just now in my life, I'm trying to be like a perseverant. Pers- yeah, perseverant, good. Perseverant. And I just say, well, I can't have two uh, classes of French at the week because I don't have time and I don't mm-hmm. have enough money. In fact, um, I will have one, but I will have one class. Mm-hmm. I will be in the class and I will pay attention. And I will try to uh, my so, brain to receive everything. Yes. So you'll make That's the most I, of it. Yeah. And if yes. I had once I had to I have to had i had to have i had to have i had to have no wait yeah yeah, you had to have to have or had to (laughs) have have. i had to have (laughs) well this is very difficult (laughs) Uh, classes uh once every two weeks and i just put my best uh i just learned by myself and i said well i did this and i couldn't get this please explain uh and when I just got it, two other thing, and that's that's what I try to do when I have twi- uh, classes twice a week, uh, twice a week, one every two weeks. Good. So, I mean, I I, f- I found the same with, for example, with with my flamenco dancing. The, the, there's there's only a certain amount that you you can dance. Like f- flamenco and ballet are probably similar similar in, in the fact that they're they're very very hard on your body compared to say, you know, bachata, salsa or, or whatever, 
the the, the impact with with ballet and, and flamenco on your feet and your arms is is different to a lot of other dancers it's like yeah. a, it's like a it's like a sport yeah it's really like a sport it's it really depends like a sport. on the intensity you put into it but yeah. yeah so then so then you have to think okay so all right so if if it is like a sport how how am I going to do this? How am I going to maximize my my productive time when I'm in a lesson? Or how am I going to maximize my productive time when I'm actually practicing at home? Okay, well for for me that actually meant doing a lot more work on my on my body. So all all the exercise I do at home and I do quite a lot is is specifically for for flamenco. So I do I do lots of stretching. I do lots of, of body weight strength, or lots of abdominal lots of abdominal strength, and that's specifically for for flamenco, and that has made it that has made a huge difference to me. But people can also do this with their language learning as well, and we speak a lot about this. It's not possible to study a language for eight hours a day, but. No. But you can use that time in your day to maximize when it is that you are actually doing your study. Yeah, or you can uh, do like passive, uh, passive, uh, passive learning. Yeah, passive studying. Exactly right. Yeah, Uh, when you get a shower, when you cook, listen to podcasts. I think that that's the point. When you're cooking, well, I don't cook. My boyfriend cooks, (laughs) but when I get to bath. I listen to podcasts or music in French, for example. Yeah. And that's where, like, okay, then I'm going to read like the lyrics of the song, and I want to think exactly. what are they trying to say? How do you pronounce everything? Yes. Uh, sometimes it's kind of difficult because yep. I, sometimes I don't get the music in Spanish. Yes. They are <laughs> weird, and so, in English it's difficult too, and in French, well, I, every word sounds like the same, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, for for me, I I don't have I don't have a lot of time, but I but I make the effort to to try and walk for half an hour a day. So so that is my that is a part of my studying time is is listening to language podcasts when I do when I go for my daily walk, for example. So so even though it does, it's not it's not actively doing that that thing. It's it's it still is helping you. So if you're traveling to work or work, wherever it is that you're doing, th- think about what you can do at the same time to maximize your your progress, because that will make you it will it will also make you feel less frustrated as well. It'll make you feel like you are actually working towards towards your goals. The other the other thing that I th- realized probably last year, and. I was talking that this is why I, I thought about the interpretation of, of the music was I, I was getting to a point with my flamenco where, where my, my technique was pretty good. And so my figures were, were pretty good, but I just couldn't put it together with, with some of the, with some of the music. And then all of a sudden I, all of a sudden I could hear the rhythm of the music. And then all of a sudden I could, I could dance. I could put the, I could put the figures into the, into the music. It was just like, it was just like something clicked. The light went on and all of a sudden, all of a sudden it was, it was there. And I'm not sure if you've had a moment like that, maybe with your language learning when all of a sudden 
you've been working, 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 you couldn't do something. And then all of a sudden it, it just out. clicks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got it. Um, and when you have like a noun thing or verb things that you say, how do I conjugate it? And why do you conjugate one verb and not the other? And you say, well, how I, I try to just think it and well, lights comes out of my mind. I say, uh, I got this. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so this is often a case where, where we're looking at patterns. So there are, there are often patterns in the, the, I mean, this is probably why, why, it, why I was thinking about it with the, with the music because mutant music is all about patterns and, and so is dancing yeah. really. But often when, when we notice a pattern in language, it's not obvious for us when we first, when you first confront it. But then after a, a while, you might go, ah, oh. like, yeah, for, not, yeah, like for example, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you look at it, when you look at it in reverse, you think, well, how silly was I? But for, for example, using the, using the continuous in, in, in Spanish, it's not really done like that. So you would use like the infinitive or or we would use de in front of the infinitive. So I, I like reading, me gusta de leer, or something like, something like yeah. this. Um, and, and so I, I find that quite a fascinating process as well. It, it's, with the, with the, it's with the dancing. It's like you practice and you practice and you just doesn't, you just can't do it. And then just the next day you try it again and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden that works there's nothing different that you've done and just all of a sudden it's it's there so being being persistent and persevering with things really does pay off because you don't know when when that moment is going to come when it just when the when the light goes on yeah and apart from that i think that it's very important one thing you said this of uh, maximize the time you are doing things it's like, okay, I have a class, I don't know, an English class from eight to nine. From eight to nine, I will be in that English yes. class and I will just pay attention and try to do things and then try to use these things you've learned in English in your everyday life yes. because that's how you interiorize things. <laughs> <laughs> so so people after, after a flamenco lesson in Buenos Aires people might think I'm kind of a bit crazy because I'll be walking home and I'll be I'll be practicing my I'll be practicing my my hands as I'm walking down the as I'm walking down the street <laughs> practicing my my arm positions and, and all of this as I'm walking walking down the street coming back from coming back from the lesson but you know you can do you can do the same thing after after a lesson or after you've just learned something in a in a book or whatever you can go and talk to yourself in the shower. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter how you do it. But but yeah. try and try, try and to talk to yourself. It's very 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 useful. I talk to myself all the time, and I used to do it in English because I. That's how I know which words I don't know. Uh, and yes. now I'm trying to do it in French, but I, I just mix the, the language. Actually, and yes, like actually, actually the, this, this is another piece of advice. I, I can't remember where I got this advice was actually imagine having a conversation and then you will realize the words that you don't know and the words you need to, then the words you need to find out. So imagine you are going to talk to your mum 
in a different language, for example. She doesn't know English or my mum doesn't know Spanish. Okay, so I'm going to have a conversation. Hi, mum. I'm going to have a conversation with my mum in Spanish. And she's going to talk back to me in Spanish. Okay, so what is she going to say back to me in Spanish? If she can't say something back to me in Spanish, then I need to learn what it was that she was going to going to say. Yeah. And you can do the same thing with with this is how I do it in dance as well. As as I'm going to my dance class, I'm thinking, well, what 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 are we learning tonight? And I'm thinking about it in my I'm thinking about it in my mind, okay, as I'm as I'm walking there. Okay, I've I've forgotten that that little part. Okay, so when I get to class, I'm gonna look at my videos and I'm gonna revise that part of the dance because I can't remember it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. So there's something else really important in, in the way that I teach. I've gotten a lot of my ideas from my dance classes. And I realized, I realized the other day that my, my favorite dance teachers, it doesn't matter if it's is tango or flamenco, they, they seem to have a pattern of, of teaching. And I like this pattern of teaching with my, with my language classes as well. I'm not sure if you, if you have something similar in your, in your ballet classes that you I don't know because uh, I became a teacher uh, last year let's say and uh, with all of these of covid uh, I wasn't going to classes <laughs> and I started going to classes and they just cut off again and I started again and they cut off so but, I but, couldn't But now but now that you teach now that you teach have you have you learned have you brought anything from from your from your many years of learning dance from your dance classes into your language classes and how you mm. teach no i just try to always tell my students to be conscious about what are they doing what are they moving what are they saying and what are they trying to say i think that that's very very important and i want that to get tattooed that word <laughs> Conscious, consciousness, consciousness. <laughs> but but uh, but yes, I think I think that is definitely something that you've you've brought from your from your dance classes. Yeah, uh, because that. The, uh, sorry. No, no, go for that's it. That's where that's where I learned to. Hey, I have a body and I have a mind, and it, it has like something to do and I can be I can move my body and I can order this like it's not just automatic it's not like I want to move a hand and I will move it <laughs> uh, uh, like uh, anyway yeah, in what no. in what in whatever way that you like in whatever yeah. way that <laughs> yeah um it had to me like in a specific way and it just had like a, a whole bunch of process well yes. speaking pronouncing and learning a language is the thing it has a structure it has to be done one way and you have to put that in words and you have to put it in your mouth yes so they are two different things yes so so i i like the way that my my dance teachers teach me obviously when we start there's a there's a bit of a bit of a warm-up and we stretch and do whatever that's just like in, in a class you would say hello how are you going etc etc what did you do today that's all a part of the it's all a part of the warm-up and then and then they will show me a little bit of oh okay so what are we going to learn today all right so this is a bit of an example of what we're going to what we're going to do and then we start learning a bit of the the the, the technical the technique and this is this is like well in, in flamenco it can be the hands it can be the arm positions and and the feet or or both combined and so in in a language lesson this might be 
specific pronunciation or little parts of the grammar and, and some examples of this. And then throughout the lesson, we, we work on, on the figures that use these different, different techniques. And so then at the end of the lesson, we're actually putting this together in our different, in the different figures and the different connections with, with the dance and, and at the end with the music as well. So this is how I like to think of, of the language lesson. You, you're, learning, you're learning the features that you need to be able to put it together with, with the music at the end of the lesson so that you can go away and that you can dance with your language. Yeah, that's true. And I think that uh, one thing it's very important too that you need to know the rules for knowing how to break them. <laughs> I think that that phrase. Do you break? Do you break, do you break? Do you break the rules with your ballet, Ariana? No, I don't because I don't know the whole rules yet. But <laughs> I think I I could have. Uh, but in languages, in languages, it happens a lot for these. Uh, they try to, uh, I don't know, well, I would listen to different expressions that they are not correct, let's say, <laughs> but they are not wrong. I don't I have another flamenco teacher. She's now back in, she's now back in Spain, unfortunately. Really a lot, a lot of fun. And she would experiment, she would experiment with the English in, in our, in our dance classes. And she, 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 she'd like to break the rules. So she would call, she would call this language of hers flamenclish. She would, she would try and she would, she knew a bit of English. And so she would, she would always try. And so then she would directly interpret or translate things in the dance to English and then say them at me. And so then she would call them Flamenklish. So, so it became a little bit of our, a little bit of a joke, a joke, our own sort of our own kind of our own kind of language where I understood what she was saying. She knew what she was saying to me. She knew that she was saying it wrong deliberately to make me, to make me laugh. And, <laughs> and I think, you know, the, the, this is, this is something that I really like about, about learning with dance and, and also teaching little bits of, of language to, to dance teachers, because it's a lot of fun. And I think dan dancers have less, um, have less fear of being wrong. Yeah, are, are more prepared to experiment. Are more prepared to keep going when they do something wrong. Oh, it doesn't matter so much. Let's keep going. You can't stop in the middle of the dance when you're on stage. You have to keep going. You can't stop. And so language is exactly the same. If you're talking to someone in the supermarket and you make a mistake, you don't just stop. You keep going. Yeah, uh, I think it's like that. That uh, that attitude of knowing that the thing that matters at the end of all would be, well, the attitude. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So if you, if you can take that, if you can take that attitude of a dancer and apply it to your language learning, I think you, I think you'll go great guns. So coming back to this, we've been beating around the bush <laughs> after saying that yeah. we weren't going to, after we were saying we weren't going to beat around the bush. We have We've been, we have been beating around the bush, which has been quite entertaining really. I had a good time. Yeah, always, always. But this this expression beating around the bush, I I this is one of my favorite ones. We would often use this one in the negative. Don't beat around the bush. Get to the point. What is the important what is the important thing that you're trying to say? You know, beating around the bush is avoiding avoiding something. I love this expression. It's one of my favorites. 
I know, I know <laughs> people in Argentina, they love to talk. They can beat around, the <laughs> they can beat around the bush quite a bit. So how would, oh, wow. how would, how would you say, how would you say this in, in Castellano or how would you say the opposite? Don't beat around the bush. Stop. Um, we would have said, vamos al grano. No, it's not point. like, uh, in, uh, like in Spanish, 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 so say Spanish Spain, they would have said, no andes con rodeos, but here you don't say, we don't say that. <laughs> so do, we're, we're not in, we're not in a, we're not in a rodeo. Is that what? We're not, we're not rounding up. We're not rounding up cows. Something like. No, you would have say, uh, vamos al grano. That's what we will say. What, what was the one in Spain? In Spain, no andes con rodeos. No andas con rodeos. Yes, uh, it means like this, don't beat around the bush. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but here you can have, we could have mixed English and Spanish and we'd say, don't beat around the bush. Vamos a grano. <laughs> we but, could have say something like that. But here, here actually, this is probably a good one, is, is bush is actually difficult to teach to Spanish speakers. Bush, bush is a very, very, very Australian term, and we might actually have to, we might actually have to have an episode specifically about this word bush, because it is very, very, very Australian. So bush, yeah. bush can be like a, a forest in Australia, but not necessarily a forest, just an area with lots of plants, or an area with with nothing. Oh, it's just out in the bush. It's just sort of an area away. So it might take a long time to go around this place. Whereas if you don't beat around the bush, it doesn't take you any time at all to get to the thing that you are trying to say. So after all that beating around the bush, we did get to the point. So I hope the people out there have learned a lot how, how the ING forms of the words are a little bit less complicated now. Some little tricks for thinking about the ing forms of the words using them with i like yeah. thinking about do you like something in general or do you like to do something specific and how would you use that in a sentence and tell us tell us if 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 you think there are other similarities with learning languages with other activities that you like we like dancing but maybe you like something else tell us don't beat around the bush get to the point and if you do have an expression that is similar to this in your language, then we would love to hear it. So from those of us at the Australians Teach English podcast, the podcast by language learners, with language learners, for language learners, it's us saying goodbye. Bye-bye. For more information about the Australians Teach English Institute, go to australiansteachenglish.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at Australians Teach English.